Welcome to Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where we fill in the gaps in each other's cinematic knowledge by answering important questions like, oh, come on, you never watched Raising Arizona, or... You seriously haven't seen From Dusk Till Dawn, or... How have you not seen Marriage Story? Welcome back, everyone, to a new episode of How Have You Not Seen? I am your co-host, Carson Betts. And I am your other co-host, Caroline Thompson. And this is a movie podcast where every week, one of us takes one of our favorite movies the other one hasn't seen. We talk about it. And then we watch the movie. And then we talk about it some more. Ah, marriage. Marriage. Yeah, marriage. this isn't going to be a good time, right? It's, it's not ah, going to be a good time. Ah, mostly not, no. Uh, what brings us together today is to ask Caroline, how have you not seen Marriage Story? Look, okay. 2019's Marriage Story, is this correct? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I love the setup. Look, okay. Yeah. Like you just, okay. 2019's Marriage Story. So 2019, the last, the last year before the world ended. Well, it was actually year three of the world ending, but it Season one of the world year. ending. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Um, it was the, yeah, it was the season one cliffhanger going into season two where we woke, we are where we wake up in post-apocalypse, oh. but. Um, Very fun to be alive. No notes. Yeah. Remember February of 2020 when everybody's like, are we going to World War Three? And then it was like, no plague. Wild. Uh, but go on. Uh, so. This is the year because I remember the the Oscars. The Oscars for this year was like the last like big social function I did before COVID. Like I, mm-hmm. I lived with a couple of roommates, and we were all big like movie people. And so we hosted a like a big ass Oscars party. Invited like everybody we knew. It was like it was like highly encouraged to like dress up, dress up, and like you were all breathing in each other's mouths. Yeah, and- we were all we were all kissing uh, on the mouth sharing yeah, cups just, um, n- there were no masks to be seen we were all sitting within six feet of one another just breathing at no hand another. soap um, no licking each other's eyeballs yeah we yeah. threw all of the soap away because we said we're never gonna need this again <laughs> we threw it out um no but so this year i was going like all out with the oscars movies because like i was it was it was a thing that i used to really do pre-covid um and marriage story is the one that like the one from this year that slipped through the cracks because it was on netflix Mm. so it was like all of the other ones i like i had to like find time in my day like plan around like okay like it's wednesday and like i need to see like at least two oscars movies this week so like thursday night i'm gonna go see this saturday morning i'm gonna go see this like at the theaters but marriage story was on netflix so it was that thing where i was like well, I, I can just I can just squeeze that in whenever I need to, like like I'll just before the Oscars, like I don't know the Oscars are like two weeks out, like I'll I'll watch it before then, and then I never did, and then the world ended, and it sounded like a really not fun time to watch in those early COVID months. Oh, and then we can I just doing- say. Yeah, it's ahead, it's object it's objectively hilarious to me that it's like how have you not seen Marriage Story? I don't know. It was the easiest and most accessible film that year to watch, <laughs> so I just kind of didn't. 
Yeah. I mean, it's true though. It's, it is that thing with Netflix where it's like, I mean, I don't think really anybody uses the list feature anymore. I could be wrong, but like Corey is, Corey is two thumbs pointing at himself. Um, I mean, I'm sure people still do use the list, but uh, you know, I am, I mean, I remember back when the list was like the main function um, and I mean, you, I would have stuff on my list for like two, three years and never watch them. And then they'd go away and I'd be like, oh shit, if I would have known it was going away, I would have watched it. No, I fucking wouldn't. It's been on my list for two years. It's been on my list for three years. So that is how I've not seen Marriage Story. That's, that's, that's good. That's a good story. That's a good marriage story. Uh, so on top of that, what do you, I, I mean, I feel like this is going to be rather extensive. Like, what do you know about Marriage Story? Okay. Noah Baumbach, written and directed. Oh yeah. Um, starring uh, Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. Laura Dern, podcast mm-hmm. Laura Dern, one of yes, the yes. for this film. Um, Ray Liotta is in it too. Is that right? N- no. No? Yeah, yes. You're- yes, he is. Is he? I, 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 Am I, I stupid? Seen this movie. I haven't seen this movie either, but I know a bunch of people shared photos of him from this movie after he died. Yeah, Ray Liotta's in it. Oh, I'm just stupid. I mean, I guess I I haven't seen this movie in like a year and a half. I guess I just forgot. Oh, oh, he is. He is. Yes, he is. I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm stupid. No, you're fine. And beyond that, I don't know any more of the cast. But I know it's about them getting divorced. And Adam Driver is like an artist, writer-y type. And uh, it's semi-autobiographical, from what I understand. And... uh, I, this is the one with the meme where he punches the wall. Where it's like every morning I wake up and insert thing here, punches drywall. You see this wall right here? You excited for me to do the meme? When, no, when we you come back, you're going to break your wall. No, I'm not going to break my wall. I'm not going to break are. my yes, wall. Yes, you are, Carson. You no, are. I'm not. It's going to be fine. To the bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. That is the meme. See, it's ironic because it's called marriage story, but it's about them getting a divorce. Right. Because the defining right. thing of the marriage is the divorce. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Is that all you know, Caroline? Uh, yeah, more or less. That about that about sums it up. Like That's... Uh, Laura Dern's a lawyer, and there's a protracted mm-hmm. legal battle, and there's. Do you know the other lawyer? Is it not Ray Liotta? I just assumed no. it was the other lawyer. Um, no, I don't. Is okay. it is it Greta Gerwig? No, that would be <laughs> that would be, be wild though. Oh man! Oh, off mic. Her role from Frances Ha. It's just like the same character. She went to law yeah. school afterwards. And- yeah, 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 yeah. After oh, off mic. I'll tell you my joke about Greta Gerwig and uh, No Bombach working together. All right. Well, if that is all you know, let us get to our game this week. We know it. We love it. It's a classic. I think it must needs happen in this episode. Uh, is it six series doing... of Laura Dern, but we're going to someone else? I thought about that really hard. I really did. I, I was like, do I do that? Six but no, because Patrick Wilson. Six degrees of Patrick Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a... oh shit, that's a good idea. I'm, I'm logging that away in my brain. That's next time. Um, no, I mean, look, we've done it before and I think it's always great. I think we got to do recast it with the main two. I think we need some more oh, pairs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you correctly identified Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson in this movie um, as the marriage the, yes. the story, the two who are in the marriage that the story is about. Uh, so I'm going to need three alternate castings without you having seen the movie. Okay. 
So Adam Driver should be like a like a late 30s, early 40s stoic person. And um, Scarlett Johansson should be an Asian trans man. Got it. Um, Incredible. Yes, correct. With cybernetic implants. But um, bum, but um, but have a gun. Um, um, no. Okay. So. All right. Um. So my first pairing is going to be in the Adam Driver role. Mm. I am going to say. God, because Adam Driver's so versatile, and he's such a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Everybody I'm thinking of is is like too hot for him, you know, or like too I mean, normal. Yeah. yeah. And like he can play a normal guy, but like he's a he's a goofball when he's normal, or he's like a horrifying smoldering asshole when he's hot. This is correct. So it's it, it's hard to it's hard to pin down a driver stand in. Um, but I'll go for it. Here's a curse, here's a cursed one. Here's a pretty cursed one right off the bat. Love We're it. gonna go with uh, for Adam Driver. We're gonna go with Patrick Wilson, <laughs> and for Scarlett Johansson, we're gonna go with Greta Gerwig. <laughs> okay, good. That's my that's my incredibly cursed first cast. Um, let's think. Let's think. Okay, um, for my second pair, I'm going to go with. Scarjo, right? Scarjo always plays like, I mean, whether, I mean, honestly, like whether it's Lost in Translation or whether it's like the MCU, she's playing like hyper competent, like put together, like withdrawn, like depressed, like depressed underneath it, but like is still highly functional. Um, never met a person like that before. No, no, what could that be? I've never, I've especially never met an artist like that before. Um, never met somebody in in the performing arts or the entertainment industry or show business like that before um never met somebody on this zoom call like that before (laughs) (laughs) my part um so i'm going to say for couple number two i'm going to say joaquin phoenix and kate blanchett yeah yeah i think it's really weird i think it's it's fun. fun I mean, I Blanchett and Carol. Have you ever seen Carol, Carson? I have not seen Carol. No, okay, which well, is a crime. Really a cra- I, I know that that's like a hate Corey, crime. Write that down I know. for next year. Okay. Write that down for June of next year. Have, have um, you all seen the trailer for? I don't even fucking know how to pronounce it. Tar. No. <laughs> Kate Blanchett is tar. I love that. I don't it's know really that weird. I like it. It's. I don't either. I've seen the trailer. I don't know what it is. And you'll I see it then you'll realize, know why i'm losing my mind i didn't even realize so like sometimes when i do this game i pull up like a giant um like spreadsheet yeah of just like a bunch of 2010s actors just like mm-hmm. a big a big long like list of them um like one that you so made can, like what did you make it no no it's just online like um, oh okay just like a big like i found one out there um and it's uh just to like just like jog my memory so I don't just pick people from things I said the last week and I was looking at these two and I was like "Ooh, I'll fit both of them in somewhere and they kind of happen to be like lower on my list but it's 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 
they're two of my faves and it's very good that they are being paired together in this way. I'm going to say Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway. Oh. oh. Reprising, reprising their failing marriage from another film. That is, oh, is that's extremely weird. Is Anne Hathaway dressed as a cowgirl? I mean, hey, she could be. I mean, she is every night in my dreams. But I mean, yeah, I was about to say. I mean, when I think about her, yeah. Bog. So those are my three pairs. Those are my three pairs. And as always, my my fourth bonus pair is also going to be Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. (laughs) Michael Jordan in the Adam Driver role and Bugs Bunny in the. um, (laughs) Wish I could do a Bugs Bunny, a Bugs Bunny voice because it's just like every day. Wake up and I wish you were dead, Doc. <laughs> and uh, he hits the wall, but oh. it's just like a bunch of stars come out. Fuck, that's funny. Um, all right, fantastic. Are you ready to go watch Marriage Story? I am very ready to go watch. Hell yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, I'm really sorry, but this is the way I have to start this with a visual bit. Are we ready? Of course. I was born ready. (laughs) Carson just punched his white drywall in his apartment that is right behind him. When he opened the door and she was standing there, I was like, it's happening. It's going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) I've Uh, seen this meme. I know what clothes they wear. Yeah, I know. No, when I saw the red sweater, I was like, fuck, here it goes. Yeah, here it comes. All right, Caroline, opening thoughts, marriage story. What do you think? Um, So sad. Yeah. So sad. So, so very good. Um, I mean, it really deals in that Bombach thing of like, hey, let's talk about like, really harsh like really difficult um like life events and truths like very honestly and very openly without like without like you know kind of just like focusing on like the gloom and doom and it's just and it's it's all trauma and it's all just like you'll never be the same and everything ruins your fucking life and your wife is a bitch and you hate her and fuck her you know what i mean it's like it, it does a really good job at like presenting like two people who are both people who need different things and that fucking fucking sucks dude yeah. like <laughs> like Especially, I, uh, yeah. I think that's i think i think he did, does a really good job with that and i mean like the cast is obviously like stupendous and um yeah it's this movie i just want to really quickly mm. also call out this movie's kind of hilarious oh it's yeah this movie's really fucking funny. funny it's really funny <laughs> i i and i think that's one of the things it does so well this was the take that i've been trying to like communicate to people because i watched this movie two my times my favorite romantic comedy <clears throat> no. <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> Uh, no, I, I do always make the joke that um, Eternal Sunshine is my favorite romantic comedy, which it kind hey, of Eternal is. Sunshine low-key, high-key is a romantic comedy. Yeah, pretty hilarious, honestly. It's re- um, also really fucking devastating, but it is fucking... Oh, yeah. Like, that movie's got jokes. Like, that movie's it's got, got bits. jokes and bits and romance, and you know what? That's what a romantic comedy is. Exactly. Yeah. So, but this was the thing I was trying to communicate to people, because I watched this movie, like, two times, because I watched it on a plane... And then I watched it with you, Caroline, and just like watching it twice in a row, 
I kept telling people that and their thing was like, oh, why? That movie's so sad. And I was like, yeah, but like, it's really fun. Do you guys remember how like funny that movie is? And like, nobody does. Like, they, yeah. I think I think people, the stuff that sticks in their brain really is. I wake up every morning and wish you were dead. I yeah. wake up every morning and I wish you were dead, which is a thing <laughs> that since 2019, that meme has become re-embedded in my brain. And I do say it all the time, which is a really <laughs> right. weird thing to walk around your house and just like say to your cat. But I, I do say that. <laughs> no, yeah. And I mean, I think that it's, I mean, I think it's one of those things too, where it's like, um, like, we've talked about it before where it's like sometimes when you see something like really horrific or really like violent in a movie, it's like extremely funny because it's such like a well-observed like thing. Like how did anybody like, you know, think to think to kind of come up with something like that. And I think it's, I, I think it's something very similar in this case is it's like, yeah, is this situation like funny? Are the circumstances funny? But no, like, but like having the sort of like, you know, having the sort of understanding of people and the understanding of like human emotion to like put these characters in this like horrible situation and find these like absolutely absurd ways they absolutely would react, but we'd never like admit to ourselves like, oh, I would like, I would never react that way. It's like, yes, of course you fucking would. It's funny. Yeah. It, like it is like objectively, mm-hmm. like absurdly funny to like, to like see some of the stuff that like they do in this movie. It is almost a, a, it's kind of a hilarious, the punch itself almost functions as a bit of a visual bit because he punches the wall and then his responses and you're winning, which it's like he has the moment of he punches the wall, realizes that he's just punched a wall. And then that means that reminds him that she is winning the case. And it's because he keeps doing shit like this. And then verbally says, and you're winning. Okay, so we do have to get back to our game. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we got to go back to recast it. I, I, this is the least cursed version of recast that we've ever played. Hell I, yeah. I, I think. Like, it's, Hell I don't think, yeah. I don't I think any of these are crown. perfect, but you, yeah, you definitely win for that. All right, so first one, I do think this is my favorite pair first off. Patrick Wilson, Greta Gerwig. Ah, fuck, I want it. Give it to me. (laughs) It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh, my God. I think Patrick Wilson is far too nice. Yes. For the driver role. Not that driver isn't nice, but, like, Patrick Wilson is far too, like, like, straight-laced and charming and, like, down the middle and handsome (laughs) that, like, he would lose the, like, awkwardness of driver's niceness in exchange for like almost a too good to be true quality. I think that if you put Patrick Wilson in that role, I actually think that there does become an issue with it because the thing about Driver playing Charlie is that like he gives off such a weird energy, like you said, that his awkward niceness comes across as really sincere. And I think that if you put Patrick Wilson in that role, like, all the stuff that Johansson says about him kind of being in constant control and like needing everything to fit cleanly in his own way comes across as a little, a little sociopathic. Yeah. He's just too charming, you know? Well, and plus too, like if you put Patrick Wilson in, um, like (sighs) the other issue is there would absolutely be 
like there wouldn't be a second in which they would side with Patrick Wilson because if you look at his own family drama, I mean, like look at the look at the battle he just had over the crown for Ocean Master. I, I mean, like that that family that family uh, tussle he just had. Like any judge would look at that and instantly side with Scarjo. If, if I saved the world from the moon falling. You know, I, I I think you're allowed to be a little mean to your wife if you save the world from the football. Like, I think I do think you have a slight similar problem with Gerwig. Yeah, you almost have the opposite problem where it's like yeah. it's like Scarjo is is a little too Scarjo is, and I mean, you know, it's like the you know, it's a it's a it's a very common like commonly remarked upon thing about women in Hollywood is like frequently like um like female characters are expected to be like so perfect. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's like ScarJo's character. And this is kind of that like hyper-competent, like does it all, like, you know, everything like, um, everything like that. And I feel like if you, if you do give it to Gerwig, um, who is like very lovingly and very wonderfully, like pretty, pretty chill on screen and pretty like, you know, very, very 80s Meg Ryan, like kind of kind of like fun silly energy I think like you I I don't know that this character works as Greta Gerwig however would I love to see a movie in which you're secretly rooting the entire time for Patrick Wilson and Greta Gerwig to kiss yes yes I would yeah sounds pretty good when Harry met Sally too Patrick Wilson and Greta Gerwig I'd watch it <laughs> yeah all right. uh, Greta Gerwig plays plays Harry and Sally's kid, and Patrick Wilson plays some other guy. Oh, she's kind of got the hair for it, honestly. I know she does. She's got yeah. big '80s Meg Ryan vibes. Yeah, she does. Oh, that's. I've been incredible. going down a bit of a Meg Ryan rabbit hole recently, and like Gerwig's got big, especially in like Francis Ha. She's got big '80s Meg Ryan vibes. This is very true. This is very true. Okay, second one. Um, the second one is the version of this movie that's like released by Neon, and it's. A little, it's kind of more of an art film, and it is Joaquin Phoenix and Kate Blanchett. Oh Jesus, no, that's so <laughs> sad. That movie's not funny at all. No, no, that movie is black as night. It is. That movie has is, like a, maybe one begrudging, like begrudging, like almost joke, and it definitely has to do with Joaquin Phoenix masturbating. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yes, 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 for sure. No, and that's yeah, because that's like, it's it's not that Kate Blanchett is a. An, an often demure woman who is now finally speaking out for her herself. It is that she is an ice queen who is just now coming into her powers. She is El- Elsa from Frozen. Yeah, Carson, have you seen Carol? I have not seen Carol. Oh shit, Corey added to the list. Is um, that June next year, Carol? We're gonna kick. Yeah. It off? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Because um, because I mean, like that is just like kind of her her thing in Carol. Yeah. Is like she is like just this like do you want to hear something crazy mm. yes carol's already on the list ah fuck yeah see look at us look at us we're so good um, who would have thought not me but yeah um so yeah i mean that's kind of her her role in that film is it's very much i mean she's like you know not to give too much away but she's like like a very 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 strong independent woman in an unhappy unhealthy shitty marriage and mm. like and she takes no fucking prisoners i'm now putting because i just rewatched her and I am thinking of the version of that movie where Kate Blanchett is Samantha, and that's that's a horror film. That's oh, see, you said that, and I'm thinking of Kate Blanchett from Carol versus uh, Joaquin Phoenix and her, and that movie ends with her shooting him a hundred times. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like she takes over a robot body. It's the sequel to Ex Machina. It's the romantic sequel to Ex Machina, and it does. 
<laughs> yeah, it ends with murder. Um, well, that is a good counterpoint, actually, because Joaquin and her, Joaquin does have a lot of range. He is an actor who, yeah, as much as I yeah. love to fucking bust his chops because he's a weirdo who plays the Joker. God. He, no, Carson, he plays Joker. Yeah, it's true. He's not the Joker. He's, when I come out, out, refer to me as Joker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It is, okay, I'm just now putting this together. I'm sorry, but... Is it weird that we had a Joker movie where they dropped the article and then immediately after a Batman movie where they like restored the article to it so it's Joker and the Batman? I don't know, dude. Let's just keep going. I don't know. There's something to it. I don't know what it is though. But um, Joaquin does have a lot of range. I feel like. Yeah, Joaquin's great. He he just is Joker. He just is Joker. He's Here's the thing too that I'm now thinking is that I do think that the the height differential between the two actors is kind of important, especially when you get uh-huh. to scenes like that fight, like the fact that Adam Driver is just so much physically alert that he's literally got like a foot on Johansson is kind of uh, is kind of important to like the choreography of that scene. Um, third one. The third one is kind of the made for TV movie version of it, and it is Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway. Big Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway? Huh. Right away, yeah. I'm gonna disagree. I thought this is my favorite. Is it your I favorite one? one? No, I I think this is uh, Carson. I think I think I'm gonna split the difference here. I don't think it's my favorite. I don't think it's the made for TV one. I think it's the HBO miniseries. Mm, yes, yes, uh, yes. True. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is the like four or five episode miniseries. Um, like they just redid scenes of a marriage a couple yeah. like a year or two ago with was that with like Chastain and Oscar, Oscar Isaac? Isaac and Jessica Chastain? Yeah, yeah. which is like what the fuck? Like how did that come I, out and nobody watched? I, I it? don't know. Um, my my roommate did, and she fell off after two episodes. So my guess is that it's kind of boring. But yeah, but like so I imagine you know that's kind of like your your Gyllenhaal Hathaway uh, is like something something similar to that, like a four or five episode miniseries on HBO. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, Gyllenhaal. Yeah, he's a weirdo. He could do it. I don't know. Okay, here's here's the question. Yeah. If they're the if if they're the HBO miniseries, who's the Paramount Plus miniseries? Oh. <laughs> um fuck. Paramount Plus is such a specific. Well, such a specific. look, the answer is it's probably two actors that you've never heard of before oh yeah but like hmm who's got like the right let's, let's have some fun let's do miranda cosgrove and the little guy from uh icarly oh no <laughs> oh, right. that is a paramount plus thing that, is, that plus. is it's true i am uh waiting with bated breath to see if the icarly reboot gets a third season because they haven't announced it, it did. yet it did i thought I did thought they it... announce one that's ridiculous y'all are insane. i haven't seen yeah no i've seen both seasons <laughs> I'm a weird stand for the iCarly reboot show. Um, okay, so here's a question for you, Caroline. Do you think yes. that the do you think in the world of a marriage story, if you went to the play, the version of Electra that they're doing, the name of this theater company is Exit Ghost. Yes. You go to see Exit Ghost's Electra. Do you think it's good? Uh, I mean goods are really subjective to Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so this is a problem that I had, like, through a lot of COVID, is, like, I have been, as we have all discussed in this podcast, a part of numerous theater productions in my life, and I have, like, taken videos of those things, whether it's for rehearsals or whether it's just, like, 
you know, to like learn choreography or like whether it's to just be like, oh my God, this scene was really good. Like my friends are doing great. Let me like capture a video of it. And you watch it and like, it kind of always sucks. Yeah. You know, like you are watching like your best friends do like some of the best work you've ever seen. You're like, oh my God, this is like miraculous. This is incredible. Like I need to capture this on camera and you get it on your fucking dumb little stupid cell phone and it looks like ass. And you're like, wow, is our theater this fucking bad? And it was like a thing too, a big thing too during the pandemic is like, I was kind of able to reverse engineer a lot of that in my brain. Like I would watch my friends do like streamed theater. They would do it like in a theater, like with costumes and like lights and stuff. And it was just like, it was just lacking that quality. Yeah. You know, like that, 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 that quality, like, like quality of work like like the immediacy of it the the presence yeah yeah and and I could like feel myself like reverse engineering it and being like oh man I bet if I was in the third row of this place Mm -hmm. like I was like I bet if I could see like like the kind of like look in her eye like like how her eye kind of twitches when she hits that high note even though she's just like standing in one place singing like I bet if I could like actually see like her going through this like I'd really be into it um so like the staging at the end of this was like really like it felt like very good college theater. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it 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 seemed a little, I don't know. It seemed a little silly, but I also have to imagine that, like, I don't know. I have to imagine that the stuff that they were like basing their um, you know, their production for the film around is probably based on like you know, probably based on some stuff from like real artists, like some real uh, working Broadway people. So I'm sure it would be fine, I guess. It'd probably be good. But also you're seeing like the climax of, you're seeing like the artistic climax of a a play you have not watched. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it's a a kind of a stupid question on my part, but it is because it's so important to establish that like, you know, Scar Joe's old life as this like teen star, and you just get that one scene of her in the the shitty movie, which is like, I do think that that scene is hilarious because it does. Well, it's like a perfect, it's like a perfect recreation. But it's also it's like very funny. lit. I don't know. It does also kind of feel like what Noah Baumbach thinks movies like that are. Like it's a slightly, it, it's, you know, it's just a little off. Um, well, but yeah, it, but it's like, it's like shitty, but like, it yeah, like looks yeah. like, yeah, it like, yeah, yeah. It, if you didn't speak English, you'd be like, ah, oh, yes, that is clearly a scene Amer- from like, a, from a teen movie. Like. American teen film, uh, American <laughs> Pie part seven. This time they go to um, a karate tournament. That should be a thing. Why do they not do an American Pie? American karate, karate tournament? American yeah, karate tournament. That'd be pretty good. But like, you get that compared to, you know, the, <laughs> the weird artistic bullshit that Charlie's doing. Um that's so good. Um, okay, so I'm just going to look at I, the... Sorry, yeah. can I make a point on this? Please really do, please I was do. just going to say, I, I think that there is part of that that's like supposed to be... You're supposed to... I think you're supposed to feel everything that Caroline just described because you're watching it and you're like, yeah, this is objectively this is really highbrow and cool and artistic or whatever but like but but i also, fucking I think, like watching this shit like yeah yeah, yeah it's so it's self-indulgent bullshit yeah at the end of the, kind of at the end of yeah the day. like it's a very masturbatory like <laughs> look how smart yeah. i am which is and I, and I think that's supposed to establish scarlett johansson's character but also kind of take a dump on charlie yeah well and also too like whose fucking idea is it that like oh hey in the middle of our divorce i'm gonna stage a show about a fucking woman who in order to get back at her 
yeah. to, in order to get back at her husband, murders her fucking kids. Oh wait, yeah. no, that's Medea. What the fuck is Electra? Never Electra is the um, in Stratford. I don't really Oedipus. Uh, what the fuck happens in Electra? Never mind. Corey, uh, cut that out. It's not important. I don't even know. You sound uh, smart. Cut that nerds. out. <laughs> uh, but like, God, how much funnier would it be though if he if if it was like like two weeks before they announced that they were getting a divorce, he announces that they're doing fucking Medea. That'd be fucking funny. That is That'd a pretty a good bit. That is a pretty good bit, honestly. It'd be a cruel bit, but it's a, a good cruel, bit. cruel bit. That does lead into, I will say, I think my favorite bit in the movie, which is right at the beginning, and a thing that I think when we watched it, I turned to Caroline and said, "This is why I'm done dating theater people," which is the they go back home after the final performance and. <laughs> You know, they're talking about whatever bullshit and Driver's looking through his little tiny little notebook, which is hilarious also because he's such a big man with such a tiny little notebook. And and she's like, you want to give, me, give a me a note? Yeah, you want to give me a note? And and he's like, oh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. And they they have established, one, this show has been running for months. We are past the time. Look, we are all theater people. We know if a director comes to you two months after the fucking show opens and is like, here's your note, that's bizarre. Like, don't do that. Also, the show has just closed. That was her final performance. She's never going to do it again. But he's like, got a fucking note for her. And she's like, you got a note. He's like, no, it's fine. It's whatever. And she's like, you're not going to be able to sleep tonight if you don't give me the note. Just give me the note. And then he gives her the most like little minor thing. You know, it's just like, ah, you're still a little bit too whatever. And you didn't quite hit the emotion at the end of the play. And she's like, yeah, well, I didn't want to like. I didn't force want to reach it. for the tears. I didn't want to force it. And we've talked about how I just can't cry on cue every night. I thought I could make it, but I couldn't. He's like, oh yeah, no, it's fine. And then she goes, okay, good night, good night. And then she turns the corner and just starts sobbing. Uh, it's so and sad. It's, it's so sad. And it's like, it's a really good setup for, you get the scene where she talks to Dern and kind of explains her whole perspective on the marriage after that. It's a really good setup for that, but it's also... Very sad, but also kind of funny. One, just the turn of it. And two, just personally, I don't know about y'all, but it is so hard to have any sort of romantic interest in someone who is in the same artistic field as you because you have opinions on the things that they do. And those opinions aren't always, you know, 100% glowing. And it's hard to be honest about things, you know? Yeah. 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 It's weird. And like, it does give me the pang of like, oh God, imagine being in the marriage where you are the direct, I mean, yeah. I mean, literally that's the whole like conceit of the film is that like, she is the actor, he is the director, you know, but. I, in grad school, I was friends with people that we would go back to like someone's house and have some drinks and talk about the show. And just like, I don't know, a couple of friends and I were very openly just like, I don't know, this, this note, this note, yeah. this note. And everyone else, a few other people were like, well, I really liked it. I thought it was really good. It just got like physically tense yeah. and comfortable at the thought of like having notes. No, yeah. I mean, for, we were we were something. we were kind of the mean girls at college, but like <laughs> I just remember I remember we I would like go I back. Thinking, I think yeah, I think we're thinking of the same story, Caroline. Sorry, I don't think on. I have a specific one in mind, but I just remember like us and like our like super close like knit group of friends we were just so critical because we were like i mean like in like i don't in a way that i don't think was like super terrible but just mm -hmm. like we were so critical because we were just like doing the thing and i just remember so many times when we would like come back and we'd just be like 
talking about like other people's work and just like, ah, oh, it was bad. They should have done it this way. Like blah, 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 blah. So like the one person in the room who wasn't there all the time was like, I don't know. I kind of liked it guys. And we're like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> I just remember there was this one specific instance. I can't remember what, I think it was that like I was acting in a show and you had written something, Caroline. And we went back to my house and we were, it was like, we, I think it was at a party. I think it was like a party at my house. And we were like sitting on the porch, talking to each other about the two things that we had done. And somebody went up to our other mutual friend and was like, they are being like, what's going on? I thought they were friends. They're being so mean to each other. And we were just like, no, it's, this is, we're just being very like honest. Like, we, yeah, no, you know, yeah. Like it is, we are okay giving each other constructive criticism. We just don't, you know, we don't play the game of like, it was so good. I loved it. Oh yeah. You no. Know? Oh my gosh. Fucking like, <laughs> oh my gosh. The number of ways we are, we are just on like totally off on a tangent but the number of ways I have come up with to like go up to somebody after a show I did not like and (laughs) like speak to them for five minutes without saying things like oh that was good yeah (laughs) the number of tactics I have I have come up with over the years my my one I have discovered that I use on actor friends if I don't you know if there's something that I didn't enjoy or wasn't quite all the way there and I don't have the availability to like be constructively, you know, critical with them is I got it from my grandfather, which is one time he came to see a show I was in that was Shakespeare and he gave me a hug and he said, but I don't think Shakespeare's for me, but I always love to see you up there. Oh, that's so sweet. And so if it's a friend of mine who I didn't, you know, whatever the show wasn't good or there was something about their performance I didn't quite vibe with, I will just kind of go up and be like, you know, I always love to see you up there. And it's, because it's not incorrect. I do love to see my friends perform. That's true. But it's also not, you know, I'm not lying about I liked something that I didn't. Right. That's that's my note. Oh, this is, yeah, we are fully turning into Mean Girls. Anyway. This is horrible. Anyway, um, yeah. Dern, Liotta, go. Uh, so good. I mean, oh. Dern won the Academy Award for this performance. Yes, she did. As she should have. Oh, did she? Yeah, yeah she did. Yeah, she did. I mean, they all, she and... Driver and Johansson were all nominated, but she won. Uh, and was Leota nominated? I no. Don't or was Alda nominated? I think. Was. I think well, that, somebody else was nominated too. I think it got the four, but I could be wrong. I don't think so. I don't Alda think so. Because like that's the thing is Leota's Leota and Alda are both really really good in this movie, but they both God, they're both phenomenal. They're both so good, but like neither of them quite has enough space in the film stuff. yeah they don't have as much stuff to do as dern does um uh it is best they got best actress best actor best supporting actress. yeah there is not a best supporting actor okay from a nation yeah um but dern is a core i mean you said it but as soon as she shows up on screen you're like oh fuck i know exactly who this person I, is that cut of yeah call nora and then just cutting yep. to her on the desk mm-hmm. and i was like <gasps> yeah oh <laughs> she is powerful and she is ruthless like she is going to and she is uh kind of really sad yeah yeah she's kind of really sad no that's like, the thing yeah sorry go like, on no i mean i i mean i don't think that that's like um i don't think that that's like a like like a particularly hot take i mean i think it's just that thing of like i mean i, I mean she's the counterpoint to liotta Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In in the way that Liotta, like, in the way that for, like, men to get, you know, what they want in this world, they have to be, like, so far overly, like, 
like brutish and disgusting and like mean and like fuck you fuck this bitch like this fucking bitch is like this yeah. fucking bitch is trying to blah 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 like gotta steal like, your child hey, let me yeah. smoke a sogi oh i can't smoke a stogie give me a shantix it's yeah like the exact opposite is like dern having to be like you know and don't get me wrong if yeah. laura dern in you know her like late 50s early 60s wants to dress that way by all fucking means go yeah. for it but like you know pretending to be 20 years younger than you mm-hmm. are or acting as if you're 20 years younger than you are and like really doing you know like really really like to a degree that does feel very fake so like oh no honey like you're so right like i understand yeah. like like this is a safe space for like your emotions it's like she just wants her fucking money she yeah. just wants to win a case like yeah. she's a you know i mean she's like a ruthless like she's just as fucking ruthless as liotta is it's just in a different fucking way yeah. and like and it's like and it's it's i mean it's a it's a really cool character and it's a really fun character and it's a character i like watching mm-hmm. but like it's also kind of a a sad fucking person if you think about it like her fucking you know like uh anthropology ass office yeah 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 well it's it's i do love the visual distinction of her office is at the top of a building it does look like she bought everything from anthropology and leota's office takes place in a vault it's like (laughs) in a hobbit hole i don't know it's like Again, I think the fact that they're not all smoking cigars in that office is honestly kind of weird. Like, it should be smoke-filled. Yeah, it is. And it's you get these, like, it's sad, one, that she is kind of, is performing in this way and has to be to make her money as a woman in this industry. But also just, you do get these little notes of her talking about her own, you know, like, just how she had bad stuff with her husband and, like, how kind of casual she is about the new relationship and it's like it does betray this like deep well of like feminine sadness that she is like turned into um like turned into a weapon that she's going to use to utterly destroy adam driver's life yeah no totally and And, like i don't know i mean i think it's that thing of just like i don't know i don't think she's ever a caricature i think that like that i i think that to to a degree um like I think to a degree, the um, the idea is that a person like that would have to in would have to embody like a caricature of a certain type of like yeah. strong, powerful woman. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think Dern as a character is a caricature. I no. think that the idea is that to perform this profession, you have to you know, caricaturize yourself a little or maybe a lot. But I mean, I just think it's, I mean, it's a great performance. And I mean, I think it is just that thing of, um, I mean, I don't know, just like, oh, you're like, you're so right, honey. You're so right. Like, yeah. this is all about you. This is all about your emotion. And also like, let's take some more fucking money from him. Yeah. I was like, what? I don't want to do that. It's like, yeah, you do. Let's take some more yeah, fucking you money from yeah, him. Yeah, you do. And she's just like, we agreed we weren't going to do that. And it's like, yeah, yeah but like, come on yeah yeah like like i can just tack that on that's twenty thousand more dollars i can just tack it on one sentence you get twenty thousand more dollars like it's all about you though sweetie this is all about like you and your emotional growth and also like let's take them to the fucking cleaners yeah and i was like whoa and it's like you know i don't know it it is kind of that thing of like i don't know i mean even like you know like the best intents are like I mean, even, I mean, Liotta says it at um, one point, which is like maybe a crass way to put it, but it's still true. It's, it's just mm-hmm. like, is it's just like, if you're coming at it from uh, like, if you're coming at it reasonably and she's coming at it from fucking crazy, then like, 
when you meet in the middle, that's still fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and it's like, you're right. And it's just like, when, when you have to go scorched earth in these scenarios, even if you fucking say like, oh, you know, it's like for the betterment of our family. And it's like for my emotional peace, like if you have to go scorched earth and like get the attorneys involved and like, you know, like it's gonna get that ugly. And like, you can put as many like fine dressings on it as you like, but it's gonna get fucking messy this is very true and that is the thing of the movie it, that scene I, and this is the thing that i think after the movie came out a lot of people were talking about because it's so obvious it is like a wow you're really like neither of these people are really the villain in this situation they just kind of sometimes they trade that role but you're you know you're kind of on both of their sides you just want this to work out and but you know it can't because it's right. the situation that is weighing on them but like it is a bit of a magic trick that when you get that introduction of Dern and in that scene, Johansson gives a really incredible monologue. Like yeah, that's like the five I'm, fucking minute. Yeah. Like I'm, I don't know what they played, you know, when she got nominated that year, I feel like it was probably something from the fight scene, but I feel like it should probably be something from that monologue. Cause that monologue's so good. It's so much more impressive. Yeah. And yes, exactly. And you get to the end of that monologue and you're kind of like, well, fuck I'm on her side. Like this guy's yeah. an asshole. Like how, how could I ever be on the side of fucking Charlie? And then for the next hour of the movie, you watch Charlie just jump through hoop after hoop after hoop just to try and like be with his kid. And you know, and suddenly you win back a, he wins back a lot of your empathy to yeah. the point where when that fight scene starts, you're just like, oh, this is bad. Mommy and daddy are fighting. Like, I don't yeah, like it. Like, like, I just, I feel trapped in the middle of this and I don't like it very much, you know? Well, and I'm, I mean, I think a thing that the movie does really like wisely too is like their lives outside of, their lives outside of each other are also like kind of like weird and broken and shitty in their own way. Yeah. Like Johansson, like, you know, moves back to LA to like work on her show that she like doesn't really love, you know, she'd like rather be doing something, but it's money and it's a show. So she's like doing what she's got to do. And she's like clearly a little estranged from her family or at least like finds them to be like rather like difficult to like live with. And so like, mm -hmm. it's not an ideal situation. Um, and same thing too with Charlie. It's like he's back in New York and he wants to be doing, you know, he wants to be with his kid and he wants like, he just wants them to be back there so that he can like keep doing his work and his work isn't as fulfilling because he's like going through all the shit. And so it's like, it, it works because there isn't this moment of like, oh my gosh, like they just need to get out of each other's lives because like, look at all this other great stuff that they're surrounded by. It's like, there is this really like good tension of like, when Charlie comes to LA for the first time and they talk, you can kind of have that, you can kind of see that relief on their faces of just like, oh my God, like, like, has this been like hell for you? And it's like, yeah, this has been really sucking. Yeah. And it's like, you can, you can, you get that vibe of like, you know, it isn't just them, you know, it isn't just like they are an obstacle to each other's lives because their lives kind of are the same weird shades of gray sucky mm -hmm. outside of one another too so it isn't like this thing of like well they're they're holding each other back and if they just break free then they'll be perfect like then they'll both be like scot-free and healthy and everything will be great um yeah so it's i mean it's just a really good it's 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 very good to that end yeah uh i will say to get to the end of the movie here i have heard the the criticism in this movie is that it is 
a little overwritten, which sometimes I do find Ew. to be true. I my thing, no, my thing is not the not the writing in general. I think that occasionally there is a line where I can just imagine Noah Baumbach typing the line out and going like, hmm, 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 I'm so smart. Like, like, like which I, one? Name names, name names. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a particular line. Okay, I'll say this. Caroline said, bitch. Yeah, no, but like I'm thinking at the end of the movie, it is, I think when we watched it, I might've said this, but like, and it's it's also the power of this thing too. It's why I love this movie, even if I do think at times it's a little a little full of itself, is that like the end of the film that Henry finds the letter that she refused to read at the beginning of the movie. Oh. I'm like, I'm like, fuck, that is like so clean. Like it's almost too fucking clean but it works so goddamn hard. Like it, it is a great end to the film and just him crying and her coming in and all this yeah, fucking- Yeah, it's so okay. fucking good. It's Before so fucking we go, good. I do need to talk about this a little bit. So here's the thing. Henry, the child, bit of a fucking idiot, right? Like kind of- Yeah. <laughs> like, again, I've seen- Carson. Well, here's the thing, like- no, yeah, he's a fucking idiot. That's he's fine. A kids can be he's idiots. Like, kids can be idiots, but it's just, I think it's, I think it's really kind of funny. And I think it's a very particular choice that they that this is the child of just two very intelligent, high performance, like in they both work in the arts. Their business is like <laughs> in words and self-expression and the chi- and like the way they wrote the child is that he has trouble reading like he he's a little late in his reading development like no but like i i bet i bet that's i bet that's like wicked true because if you have yeah. fucking adam driver like like flouncing around the house like using all the big like five dollar words he can yeah. and never explaining to his son what they mean yeah. like i feel like that kid i no, i i bet that's exactly how that kid would be his dad would just be like watching fucking like criterion channel all the time <laughs> like watching fucking like french new wave films and all that shit and the kid would just be like and he'd be like do you want to do you want to come over and watch this and he's mm-hmm. just like he looks over and it's in black and white and he's like, no, I want to play with my Transformers. And the yeah. dad's just like, oh, okay. Uh, I, I love the detail of like, he is a really, they they do tap into the thing where it's like, man, kids are just weird. They just do weird stuff sometimes. Yeah, where like, they do. Yeah, they do. Where his whole thing is he's got. I love the scene he comes in. He's wearing like long socks under his shorts and he I don't know. He's got like a name for it. He's like, oh yeah, these are like my sock pants. <laughs> and driver, and it's it's and driver's thing is like, just have him wear long pants. If his legs are cold, just put him in long pants. And Joe Hansen's just like, no, nah, let him do what he wants. Like, oh, it's so funny. That is why I texted you both last night. But I think any professional or creative success I will find is going to come at the cost of me turning into Adam Driver in this movie. That is like yeah. You said you said via text last night. Yeah. This is a tag yourself movie. Yes. Are, are, so are you tagging yourself? Oh yeah, I'm driver. Hundred percent. I could have. I can imagine perfectly because that is my would be my reaction to this. If my estranged wife was like, "Look, he's wearing his sock pants," my response would be like, <laughs> "Put him in fucking long pants." I I bought him long pants. Just put him in the long pants. His legs are cold. Like <laughs> that's so funny. Can't we be logical? That is, about this? That is actually, I can see that so hard. Yeah. Around. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no, I'm hyper a driver in this movie. Absolutely. Uh, see on the Caroline. sock pants front, I think I come down on the side of pro sock pants. Sock pants. <laughs> who cares? Like who yeah. cares? 
if there's a picture of your kid when it's six and it's just like, and they're wearing shorts and like knee high socks. And then they're like, they're like, mom, why did you let me wear fucking, why did you let me wear that? It's like, I don't know. You wanted to, you thought yeah. it was fun. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's fine. Who cares? Yeah. You were six. Um, so I don't know. Ooh, I've been like wrestling with this one because like when I watch the movie, I like, mm-hmm. I empathize the most with, um, with ScarJo, even though like yeah. I do obviously empathize with both of them like quite a lot. Like I think yeah. the movie is a very good. Um, but like I, I hear what ScarJo says and I go, ooh, honey, that hurts. Like, ooh, honey, that's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also like the shit she says about Adam Driver, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh fuck, is that me? <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, I hope that's not me. Just like, oh my God. Like, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that means. So yeah. Maybe- like maybe that does mean I'm driver if I like if like I'm afraid that like I'm like oh shit is that a reflection of me like oh no <laughs> I don't you're know a, you're an ambivert about marriage story you got a little bit of both going on yeah 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 Corey yeah. Uh, I love that we we had to so Kenzie was with me when I was watching mm-hmm. the uh, first part of this and I had to stop it and we both like a hearty laugh because often I'll just leave cabinets open. When we lived with her parents when we lived with her parents, her dad sent a picture of every cabinet in their kitchen was open. Oh. Like <laughs> I had I had somehow left open twelve cabinets. Um no, so tag yourself. I am definitively Scarlett <laughs> Johansson's sister. Ah, uh, the Merritt Weaver character. <laughs> Oh, uh, it was it, the moment for me uh, is when she's like, my hands are just so pr- uh, prosperous or whatever. Like she didn't just say like my hands are sweaty. I was like, ah, oh, God damn it. That's me. <laughs> uh, that's a good actress. She's she's good and stuff. Oh, yeah. She's, she's so life. uncomfortable. Merritt, Merritt Weaver. Did y'all ever see the HBO miniseries run with her nope. and Dom Hall Gleason? Yeah, nobody has. I think I'm the one person who has. But you know what? It's pretty good. It, I like it, Dom Hall Gleason. You know? And Dom I like her this, so. You know, hey, Dom Gleason gets my upvote. That guy's pretty good and stuff. Yeah, um, that's a hell okay. of a name. Give me a Hux have... spinoff. Oh, no, he's he's dead. They killed oh. him. He did one interesting thing in Rise of Skywalker, and they immediately shot him in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is what you do. This is what you do, is you set it in between Rise of Skywalker and... Um, uh, the last Jedi. You said it in between yeah. the two, and it's like the awkward workplace comedy where it's like he's middle management, and it's like you never see Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. but they're always like, um, and it's just yeah, it's just like a a, a zany workplace comedy, yeah, in which he can't just he just can't quite keep everything together. He is in the version, it it is the office, and he is Dwight. He does want to be assistant to the regional manager. Um, okay, one more thing before we go, I gotta mention briefly. I think I mentioned this in the first half. This is kind of us doing, in the way that this is a bit of a spiritual sequel to The Squid and the Whale. Because, you know, that is a movie about Bombach's parents' divorce. This is a movie about his divorce, very clearly, um, and kind of his interpretation and his fictionalization of both of those events. I am very proud, I because I said it when we started planning, oh, we'll do Squid and the Whale, and then we'll do Marriage Story next season. I... I told you, Caroline, I'm like, there is a moment in Marriage Story that's like very dramatic and it's a big moment. But if you watch Squid and the Whale and then you watch Marriage Story and you consider that this is kind of the same guy, 
it hits a billion times harder. And when you got to that moment, you went <gasps> like you gasped and I felt so proud, which is the he's the fight starting to calm down. Adam Driver goes to walk away from her to like cool off. And she says, you sound exactly like your father. And he uh, turns on a dime uh, and goes back her face and says, I am nothing like my father. If anything, you're like my father and like your mother. You're the worst qualities of all these people. And like. If you have the background knowledge of the dude that Jeff Daniels is and her, you know, lambasting him with that, it fucking hurts. Like, it's so bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what like a, oh, God. And it's like, and that's the thing is it's like, no matter who you are, that's a pretty devastating yeah. thing to say. Like, I fucking love my mom so mm -hmm. fucking much. She is the best fucking person mm -hmm. I know. Literally, like, the other day, like, um, long story short, blah, 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 blah. I had to send a friend of mine over to my mom's house to, like, pick some shit up. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, he texted me afterwards, and he was just like, your mom is the sweetest lady I have ever met. Like mm -hmm. met her for like three and a half minutes and was yeah. just like, what the fuck? And dude, if my partner was like, you're just like your mother, I would be like, get the <laughs> we're fuck fighting. out of my house. Yeah, we're fighting. Like, like and like, I, I can't even think of a negative quality my mother has. Oh yeah. That like I would be insulted by. Oh yeah. But, oh, I have like, the- I'm allowed to say that. You're not allowed to say yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like if I had, it's one of the things about becoming an adult that like if I had a dollar- for every time I did something, I there's a possibility, there's a slight possibility my parents might listen to this podcast. I love you both so much. But if that I've done something and it's not been a good thing, it's been like stupid or whatever. And then I just kind of get to the end of it and I have a moment of clarity and I go, oh my God, that was your mother talking. Or like, oh my God, that's something your dad would do. Like if I, and that is like the personal, like, oh Jesus Christ, I need to reconsider what I just did. Like, yeah, the yeah, it's big. The specter of your parents is huge. Yeah. Um, so any final thoughts about? I've two, I have two. Yes, final hell thoughts. yeah, Corey. Uh, one, just because I'm curious, and we're all nerds. Uh, yes, we are. But also, how does dare you? the <laughs> does the company at the end of this work? Like, don't get me wrong. I love watching ten minutes of company performed by beautiful actors. This is true, but. It feels, and I can't believe I'm the one that's saying this. I don't know if it works. It's it's very awkward. Wait, are you it talking is. about when Driver sings? Um, when Driver sings, the, uh, being when, alive, and then when ScarJo and her mom and her sister sing, um, you could drive a person crazy. Yeah. Like I get it, but I also. <laughs> it, it, so that's the one moment that yeah. when you said that you thought part of this I, yeah. felt overwritten, that's mm -hmm. the one moment where I was like, that feels like it's just like so, so tight, me. like too tight. Yeah. No, I agree with that a little bit that both of those things are, it's the, honestly, it's the same thing where I'm just like, that's very obvious. And, you know, I'm sure that you can, again, you can hear Noah Baumbach being like, Oh, I'll make a theater reference. These are theater people. It's, but I, I'll say especially the driver singing part is so weird. It exists on kind of such an odd energy that I, even if it doesn't 100% work, I do enjoy watching it every time I see this movie. Yeah, I really yeah. like, I really like the driver bit. Yeah. 
I think they work like interestingly enough as like counterpoints to one another that like I didn't really mind it because it's like you know ScarJo and her sister and her mom doing it you know they are doing it like simultaneously they are doing it both like with the support of other people but also like far 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 more like performatively like as for entertainment Mm -hmm. like for other people whereas like driver is like doing it like by himself at like a karaoke night um being alive is a long song for karaoke yeah yes it is and it's also like a significantly more like devastating song and like and he's fucking alone and like i think that it's you know i think that it like it is maybe a very ham-fisted way of being like haha when it comes to emotional things generally speaking women have more support but they also have to like make it more presentable and like nice and Mm -hmm. like clean whereas like you know like oh those men they uh they uh like don't fucking talk about their emotions and they're like these like devastated like sad little islands of men out here but also like people fucking pay attention when they talk about it so i don't know i think i think it serves as like a maybe maybe overwritten but like decent enough counterpoint to one another fair enough and also just like fucking being alive always slays me like it's such a good song i fucking love that song and uh watching driver sing it and like actually doing the things like going like having those same fucking thoughts is yeah. very sad is is yeah and, and you know every single person that he knows at that bar is like fuck dude like really this like, is the song <laughs> this is what you're doing i'm sure we've all been at functions with theater people where it's like and now everybody's gonna get up and do a musical theater number and you just kind of go uh like you're, you know, you go back and forth being like, oh, this is fun. And oh God, this is too much. Like, why are we doing this? Like this yeah, is Yeah, there's so a hot. very fine line between like not good enough to be doing this and mm-hmm. like you are putting way too much sauce yes, on this. Like, yes, absolutely. There's like, there's like a very like narrow middle ground that you have to meet of just like, oh, look, like Carson is up there and he's singing and he's doing yep. a good job, but he's mm-hmm. just having fun with his friends. Like, yes. Yeah, it's tough. All right, my last point uh, is I want to I want to come back to recast it for a second because as the listeners I'm sure are aware we yeah, left out we did we left out a pairing we did uh, and that is uh, let me let me check my notes just to make sure the I get this pairing. correct uh, Michael Jordan in the Adam Driver role and Bugs Bunny in the ScarJo role <laughs> okay all right first of all I forgot about that I'm very funny second um, here's a question so they've got the height difference right they do. But, okay, but honestly, I'm picturing it both ways and I'm really unsure. Is it funnier if Michael Jordan punches Walters every day I wake up and wish you were dead to Bugs Bunny? Is it funnier the other way? Because both are pretty fucking funny. No, it's it's funnier the Michael Jordan way because the line before that is Bugs Bunny saying, you're being such a dick. <laughs> so Michael Jordan just oh. uh, every day I wake up and I wish you were dead punches the wall and you're winning and you're winning 
And then he just collapses and holds on to Bugs Bunny's legs yeah. as he's sobbing. Oh, wow. My God, I, I imagine it. I don't know why. Bugs Bunny, perfect Scarlett Johansson costume. Like, has the wig, that's the hair, is wearing that. Michael Jordan is in his, like, 1997 Bulls, like, home <laughs> of team. Of course, of course. Sharp. <laughs> Oh, oh, wow. All right. That's all I got. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's Merit's story. Yeah. Walsh, hey, Walshon, funny. He basically plays himself. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's He's playing himself, but as a skeevy old perv, which like, <laughs> hey, Walshon might be a skeevy old perv. That'd be oh, fun. No. He says the... <laughs> line where he comes up and he's like yeah the hugging scene what are you talking about well i, I think there should be one <laughs> like, i can't talk about don't this right her. now I can't talk well, about and, just, her. and just like and just like this is like the prime of your life go out sleep with women sleep with men, with men. <laughs> yes and it's, it's like really good, good fucking point wallace like <laughs> point wallace shot. explore the avenues while you still have time oh god one of the biggest regrets you say on your on your deathbed is that you didn't have enough sex or you didn't have you enough know? interesting sex. I mean, that's Adam Driver says that. He says, I want to have sex with everyone. It was a hot shot. New York. I basically think I have that entire fight scene memorized at this point. Um, okay, that's Merrick's story. <laughs> Corey, do you want to uh, tell the fine folks at home where they can find this podcast? I would love to. Thank if you. you like what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review would also really help out the visibility of the show. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at HHYNSPod. Follow all of us on Letterboxd. Uh, Carson's is at Fun Movie Zone. Caroline's is at CK Cinema. And I am at Corey Reagan, the least exciting of the three. I'll no, that's way smarter. It's way smarter. When I made by letterbox i never imagined it was something that someone would have to read aloud <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a very special thank you to our newest patrons if you'd like a shout out on the show and some bonus content uh, we're doing some very exciting legacy sequel content over there right now oh uh, yeah we are patreon at patreon.com slash hhyns pod well then, with that having been said, Carson. Yes. Uh, do you want to know what we are doing next week? I do. We are starting to gear up for our spooky, spooky season. Um, I don't believe next week is officially October yet, right? So uh, next week will officially. Oh, it will be, be October. Okay, sick. So we are going to hop in to um, our favorite tradition on this podcast, which is spend an entire month throwing horror movies at Carson yep. because he's never seen them. And every year I'm just like, well, surely Carson is now 20s, however old you are. Yeah. Clearly you've seen this movie and you go, I don't even know what that is. And I just say, hell yeah. So we are starting off next week with a film that um, we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Uh, Corey and I were big proponents of it last year, both in our scenes um, and just uh, and just over the course of the year, like on our Patreon, when we were just talking about the things that we had watched, we are going to be watching uh, Julia Ducournau's most recent film, Palm Door winner at uh, Con last year. We are going to be watching Titan. Titan. Yes. Titan. Titan. And wow. you will hear us. We've already recorded the beginning, and you can hear us over on Patreon. We we were over uh, over the year. We've been like, I don't know how the fuck are we saying this shit. Is it Titan? And I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna say Titan. And now like, I have been worn down by Twitter. So next yeah, week you'll cool. hear us kind of go a little bit back and forth on uh, yeah. on how the fuck we uh, pronounce this fucking movie. But and then 
I'm busting in with a special treat for what? all of you what? guys, gals, and ghouls. Um, we will have a double feature to kick off spooky season. Ooh, Whoa, I love that. What? Also, I love that in Corey's mind, ghouls are non-binary. I yeah, love that. I was about to say, the three genders, guys, gals, and ghouls. I love that. Excellent. We will see you guys next week when we talk to Tan and something else. 